Welcome to the Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Podcast. Your host, Carol Dixon Carr, is an educator of and a participant in many diverse subjects, and she loves it that way. When the spirit hits her, she'll bring you personal stories, as well as the stories of special guests, of how they navigate those multiple passions while managing mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional energy in their lives. And by extension, she will share how you can do the same in your life as a whole. So without further ado, here's Carol. Yes, I am here and also with, and forgive my gringo accent, Maria del Pilar Melgarejo. Is that okay? Perfect. Awesome. Okay. She's from Colombia, where she studied social communication with a master's in philosophy. She's worked as a journalist and in human rights. She's received a PhD in literature and Latin American studies and has published a book on 19th century politics and literature in Colombia and Mexico, along with several articles about different topics related to Latin American history and literature. She's also a fellow professor and colleague with me over here in Dallas at SMU, and she teaches Spanish and Latin American literature and culture. She loves academia, but even within academia, she loves exploring different topics relatable. This is why we get along so well. (laughs) She's recently published an article called A Poetic of Booty. I said poetic of booty. I don't think that's what she means here. Let me say that again. A poetic of beauty. (laughs) Nature, memory, and resilience in the Pearl Button. Because she's fascinated with cinema, documentaries, and aesthetics. Meditation has been part of her life for more than 15 years and has been playing a huge role in her spiritual path. And there's so much more. But I'll let her share because, I mean, she's got a vast array of cool things that she can share. But before I give her the floor, I also want to mention that she is a certified life coach in a technique called SRT, which stands for Subconscious Release Technique. And she's doing sessions with people. Back in September, we were going on a nature walk. And I was so stressed out. With all the things on my plate, I couldn't believe how overcommitted I made it. My, I made myself, and we sat down on the bench in nature, and she did a session with me, and it was so healing. So I offered to be vulnerable right here on the air to see if she could do a demo. It probably won't be as long, but then you can see how powerful this work is, and we'll just do this at the end of our official conversation. Welcome, Maria. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I feel very honored having here in your podcast. It's wonderful. So congratulations for for doing an amazing job and and, and teaching us about all these topics and how to manage your our multi passionate lives. <laughs> for sure. And I would love to hear your story because I know you're because we've had a lot of conversations face to face, which is all nice to be out in, outdoors. But I would love to hear how you became interested in so many things. And you can talk about the highs and the lows. Uh, You know, as from listening, you know, people get vulnerable here. It's okay, you're safe. I'll get vulnerable with you later. So (laughs) you you have the floor. (laughs) Yeah, now now that I look at my childhood, I realize, like every kid, we love to paint and sing and write and play and do so much stuff. And there's a point in our lives when we start like school and, and, and growing up where, where kind of those things are not allowed anymore in some ways. So I remember you telling me, I wish you can go under the table and play. And, and I, I, real, I relate to that. But at some point we became like, we have to be so serious. And, and looking at my life, I think I was so sure about who I wanted to be and what I like when I was little. And then I, I wanted to be loved by others, by my friends, by my family. And I was looking at the outside of myself to, to gain confidence. And that, I think that's a normal process for every human being, like trying to find who you are and trying to fit in, etc. But now I'm living a wonderful moment because I can see back then and and see how it's so important that we all connect to that little kid inside ourselves, that little child that loved to run 
and nature, uh, barefoot, and that loves to sing and paint and be silly and get in the ground and uh, get in the river and all those things. So, but I knew I liked so many things. So that's why I choose social communication in, in Colombia. Um, I choose that career because I wasn't sure what to do. I love history. I love politics. I love philosophy. I love art. I wanted to communicate. So, so many things. And, uh, and that, that was the career for me that, that allowed me to, to try to do a little bit of everything. I don't know if it was a good choice or not, but it was my choice and I, 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 I don't regret it. It was like, a, they always, sometimes they say it's like a sea of knowledge uh, with uh, um, not too deep. You don't go too deep, like taking, like studying anthropology or politics or philosophy, but you, you, you learn so much about a lot of things. So that's why. And when I start studying my BA, then I, I always had questions about so many things since I was little. I question why we're here, why, what is the purpose of life, where we go when we die. And, and since I was six, seven years old, I had all these questions popping up in my, my mind. So uh, when I started my BA, I thought, well, philosophy is going to give me the answers. So I'm going to go and study also philosophy. So I start taking classes uh, um, since I started college, also philosophy. And I fall in love with the philosophers and the ideas. And I'm fascinated with knowledge in general. I'm fascinated with learning and knowledge. But when I graduate from my master, I'm... I had more questions than answers, <laughs> so I didn't find my answers there. And uh, spirituality has been something very important to me always. First through religion, but then afterwards more through spiritual practices as meditation. And as you said, and, and I, I started meditating in the 2000s and in 2007, I was very strict about my meditation and I, I feel very thankful for that because that that helped me so much with channeling what I really wanted to do um, with all this passion for so many things I, I realize passion is is purpose and passion is what connects us to what we really are and what is better than than who we really are uh, that's home is is all those all those things that we love to do that we re okay we are a doctor or we are a lawyer or we are a teacher or we work in a store but we, I really love to cook cupcakes oh I really like to ride my bike in the in, in the fall or I really like to sing or play an instrument that those things are I always repeat this to my clients and everybody. It used to be that was those were hobbies. We need to enter as a society. We need to understand everybody that those are the main things like they have to be in the top of our priority list. If I had a chance in my day to do what I love, even for five, 10, 15 minutes, then time expands, then everything is possible. Then when you go teaching, when you go, which I love to teach, but it's not always, it, it doesn't always flow, right? We, but all the things we need to do, clean the house, like everything flows better because what we are at the bottom is, is that, is, is passion, is desire. That's what connect us to what we are. I know it's always, it's, it's a lot of, it's a challenge sometimes to think about it because we are in a society that tends to favor more focus. And sometimes, at least I know for me, and I think you already know this, that you know, I thought there was something wrong with me thinking that, well, I really don't wanna just settle on this one thing. I just want to do all the things. And, you know, some people will try and put you into boxes. Did you find that to be some of your experiences as well? 
absolutely. Like, who are you? Well, I'm a professor, but I I'm proud of that label, but I I don't I'm not defined by it, and I didn't feel, I still don't feel comfortable. Who am I? Am I a multi-dimensional being? <laughs> I am a lot of things, and uh, I I cry. I'm a woman. I I love my kids, but I also like to reflect on quantum physics yes i love quantum physics and i like to play who am i am i a person that loves to sing and to play the ukulele and write songs so how come we we became somebody that is something because they they do like they have a specific job that's not what defines you at all and um I think our nature in general is multidimensional. And I know some people are like me and you that that love to do a lot of things. But I think a lot of people wants to do that, but they're not giving themselves the permission to really connect to, to what moves them in their hearts. And it's so important that we do that now. I think I have arrived to a point in my life where knowledge was a priority and is not anymore i still uh, i still love to learn in in all aspects uh, everything but it's more about expansion and elevation of my consciousness of my consciousness of understanding uh how to enjoy how to enjoy life and i think i really love our friendship because of that because i can see how passionate you are for joy, just joy brings everything else. And when, when you're looking for money or for health or for opportunities or for better relationships, anything that you're looking in life, I'm, I'm completely sure that joy is the key. Joy brings all those things. Yeah. Uh, so that I insist about following what makes your heart sink literally and figuratively yes and it's so interesting when people say yeah but i love your joyful essence i'm like you know what i was not always joyful i was angry i was sad i was a lot of things and i had to do the work as i go on the journey and i'm pretty sure you know about going on i mean you talked about quantum physics and that whole personal development journey what made you start looking into quantum physics and looking into just the general personal development journey that you took. The quantum physics part had to do with my questions about, the, I always had interest in, the, in how the stars and the planets and how everything worked in the universe. And uh, I took a class about chaos theory and then I will go to talks about uh, the Big Bang and all these things. And then when I start going deeper on spirituality then i start reading more about quantum physics and watching these shows like cosmos and the new, the new version of cosmos and the old version and it's funny because people say that, that those kind of things are so science scientific they are but they're so spiritual like yes. you you see them and it's like all about spirituality even though they don't say say it like that but in my view, uh, quantum physics help us to understand also what is what is going on on a deeper level, on a conscious, a more much conscious level. I feel thirsty for knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and before it was like a kind of like sh a way to show people. Okay, I and show myself. Okay. I need to know, I need to learn so I feel better about myself. So I, but it's, it's not the point, it's not anymore. And knowledge can become, we can be greedy, we can become greedy. I didn't understand that. But knowledge can become something that also takes you far away from what you are. But if it's something that start opening your mind and makes you feel connected to yourself and others, it's, it's worth it, it's worth it. So about my journey, in general, my I I always say that my personality. I think if I'm I'm very positive in general, and I try to look for the bright side. And I was always the person that give advice to people, 
uh, and still are, I think, uh, maybe, I think so. But there was something very, very important that happened to me in 2013, uh, because when people talk about depression, I, I was like, okay, but life is, life is nice. Life is, there are so many good things I didn't understand. I understand it in a medical term, but like, like body goes through, the body can go through different things or you can have experiences that can be very hard or trauma. But then in 2013, I changed my job, I changed my city and I thought, I felt like my identity, my whole identity was uh, breaking. And I realized I was going through anxiety before, but I thought it was normal. Some days I will have a little bit, some days I will be in the top, but then one day in March 1st, 2013, it was like an explosion of anxiety and I stopped sleeping for eight weeks. Oh. And I didn't believe, I, I bought every single medicine in Whole Foods or in any like store, natural, because I didn't want to take medicine, but my body was shutting up. My brain couldn't work very much and i lost so much weight that i could see my bones and um and i couldn't even i was feeling sad but i couldn't even cry tears were not coming out of my eyes so it was like an anxiety that went to the roof and then it, there was nothing nothing inside like there was no emotion and it's a it's a long story, but I I I just I want to make it short and, and just share this with people because um because I will I never thought I will uh, went through that never ever and it was like a shock for myself for my ego, I was always the person that was I need to be a great teacher I need to be a great mom I need to be a great partner uh, everything. I needed to do it right. So when I saw myself in that position, it was like, oh, I don't want to be this person that is feeling like this, that is doing, this, that is not capable of functioning. And so I had thoughts of uh, dying, a lot of, a lot of dark, a, a huge dark state. And it went through, um, uh, July 17, July 16, around July 16, I was still feeling, and I was hospitalized, and um, and I I learned so much about my experience, and I had I I had so much compassion that I didn't have before, because when people around me were talking about this really really dark hole. I know what they were talking about. I knew it. I saw it. I felt it in my being. I knew it. And I was like, oh my God, you're going through that. I can't believe it. So then one day in July 16, I have the exact date. I was feeling still, I, I was able to sleep. I was taking some medicine, but still my mind and my heart wasn't put in a, like wasn't in a good um, state I, I always tell when I tell this story I I literally felt that in March 1st like my uh, soul was off like somebody uh, turned the switch off and in July 16 they was like uh, on like they turned it on and I was sitting in, in Bogota, like having uh, lunch with uh, my aunt. And she said, you, and I was feeling like, I was literally feeling in my being uh, levels of like being down, 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 like in a dark spot, but a vibration, even you can feel it, the vibration in my, I, I remember feeling the vibration, the lower vibration in my, in my being. And my aunt said, you know, the only way that a tree will reach at the top, the light of the sun, is if their its branches go up, 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 up. And the only way to do that is if their roots go down, 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 down. And then I was 
click something and I it was like my soul was turned on and I everything like Carol everything looked so bright and I wasn't feeling happy I was feeling ecstatic I was feeling love and 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 light in my heart and this kind of peace that only a few times we feel like uh, hopefully a lot of times but it was this kind of serenity and peace oh my god and 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 it was a moment where i understand i'm grateful uh, the purpose of that experience and i feel so grateful now that i'm out of that and it was short i know people go through that for for years uh, but it really creates this compassion and and see it as a as a really an a, an opportunity. If you don't go through the contrast, it's hard to realize how powerful is the light, how powerful is to feel this peace in your in your soul. So that's my. I wanted to share that because maybe it can, um, yeah, it can help people or or make them um, see situations in a different way. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I love that metaphor about the roots getting deep into the soil and getting the branches because you really can't appreciate the joy so much if you don't go through the cycles. I always tell people that life goes in cycles and when you're in a down season, don't worry, you'll, you'll come out of it. And I recognize that some some things are clinically, you do need to get some things treated with med, meds and that kind of thing. Absolutely. But then there are also for me, I never was on meds, but that's just me. That's just me. So, but I wanted to make sure that people have op have options because we don't want that whole permanent solution to a short term problem situation. That's that's the the suicide realm. We we dealt with that with my daughter in twenty seventeen. She's testified about it on YouTube, so I'm not violating any confidences on that. But it's really, really, really important to just be really mindful. And I just love how you're, you were looking at your self-awareness along the way. I can't imagine not sleeping for eight weeks, though. I don't know how you functioned. <laughs> how did that work? I, I would probably die just because I didn't sleep. As a kid, even. I'm like, I need my sleep or I'll, I, I'll just not be good for anything. <laughs> and it was like a wake-up call. Did you want to live like a zombie, like not connecting to your really um your being your more profound desire for for life uh so it was like a wake-up call let's in in 2013 and i know uh, i was lucky because it was only um uh, march april may june and part of july it was only those months and i i only took medicine for those months and then suddenly it was like the, the doctors couldn't explain it. Like they said that happens in two people in a thousand or like, I don't know. But I asked them because I, I was like so surprised. But then, as you said, I, I, I was aware and I wrote about it. How was I feeling? And it was it was so hard and it was so incredible to be on the other side, but be, be on the other side, like feeling like, wow, this journey it's amazing thank you for for this because it's it's amazing it really is and i think your spirituality was shining through then and that you were meditating then i'm doing the math right now so you were also meditating i was meditating so during those uh, months i was using my meditation my reiki my everything that i knew i was reading about it um and that helped, uh, but it was an experience that it was necessary. You know, we always, we, we feel like uh, life has to be happy, happy, but it's about balance. Like it's about the uh, positive and the negative energy. The negative energy is not bad. It, it just shows you the other side. So you're able to live the, the bright side more fully. So as you said, the cycles are so important and the awareness, okay, I'm feeling like this, I'm going through this, I'm going to be really aware of my, my emotions and uh, talking about the coaching, but like which are the 
the thoughts that are behind my emotions and then coming back of it is like uh, you have to allow it and I tell people it's like the sea when you go to the beach and you see the waves just look at life like that it's just coming and going yeah, coming and going and but you're growing in the that, that coming and going it's much more incredible than the coming and going from 15 years ago yeah absolutely it's a like people can't see it but i'm doing this like spiraling up kind of motion <laughs> it's like we go through these cycles and it we always kind of revisit them but then we revisit them with the new awareness if we are paying attention not everybody's paying attention but people like you and i the people i have on the show we're paying attention as we go through our cycles and seasons for sure so we've talked a lot about spiritual. Let's uh, let's and a little bit of mental. Let's talk about how you manage, you know, your emotional and physical energy. And you can talk a little more about spiritual and mental energy if you like as well. But as you're navigating all these passions, it's really good to be mindful of those things: mental, emotional, spiritual, physical energy, all important. So talk to me. So how I will have a meditation practice every morning. I think it's important to start with something, and some some people sometimes people uh, pressure, feel the pressure of oh how I don't have the time or it's so early. Just find the right time and the right place in in your home to just sit for five or ten or fifteen minutes. And even if your mind goes everywhere, you will feel it through the day. Don't expect to, like, we're living in a society where you went things now, 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 no. If, if, if you felt like you were all over the place in your meditation, then through the day, something is going to shift. So uh, for me, uh, meditating every day is very important. Being in nature completely changed your your mental state and your emotional state, and it's uh, it's amazing. So moving your body very very important moving your body and creativity creativity is a force and i want to share something if it's okay with you um i uh from the all the things with uh, covid that happened to me wonderful it was hard as for everybody but i start doing other things that i never thought i will do like having this uh, live program in, in facebook with the knowledge of extra dimensionals and doing my life coach, uh, subconscious release technique, uh, I got my certification. There's something that Bashar, uh, that Dari Lanka channels, this being Bashar, and if it's okay with you, I wanna share uh, something that is called the formula for, and it has everything to do with, with your program, that the formula to, to live a, a, a more happy life in general. and. Act always on your highest passion or more excitement than anything else. That's the first thing. Act always on your highest passion. Second, do it to the best you're able in any circumstances. Third, keep acting on the next thing that excites you more than anything else. Fourth, take these actions with zero assumption on the outcome. And that's huge. Yes, it is. It's absolutely. Just do it for the pleasure of it. Absolutely. And fifth, the fifth step, stay in that state. You will always get the benefit. You will always get the benefit. And, so true. And I, I love those, um, those steps. And not expecting doing something that you love to do, not expecting an outcome. is a really hard one, but you it will take you far away from what you thought you will accomplish. It's really changed because when you're completely there, completely aware, completely joyful about what you're doing, anything you're doing, it's like it takes you to a different level. Uh, I will say a four-dimensional level. But I don't know if your audience is interested in that. But it's another feeling. You feel like you're in another reality, right? When you're somebody with the movie Soul, right? The guy playing the oh, piano. Yeah. I love that movie. Right? You get in a different state. Or when you, Carol, you dance, you, you feel like you're somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. Or singing uh, in choir, even though it's been a while. But yeah, the same thing. You're dancing. That is true. That is not a, I be really truly believe that is not a product of 
the imagination help us to put us in a different frequency. Mm -hmm. So that frequency opens the door for anything, for anything. So here I am feeling a little bit nervous, but I want you to first talk about what SRT is, and then I will go under the knife. I know that's a terrible metaphor. <laughs> I will go, I will, I will, I will be the client and I will let you have your way with me. But yes, talk about SRT and what it entails and then you can switch gears and put me in a trance. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Let's so subconscious release technique. SRT means subconscious release technique. It's a it's a technique. I got certified in that. I got three certifications. It really is incredible. Why? Because it combines several things that I learned in the past of that are very powerful, like affirmations, you know, statements, affirmations, and repeating those affirmations through the day. That's a very uh, powerful technique. And second, using your breathing, like being conscious about your breathing and implementing in your life different techniques for breathing that helps you in general. So what I like about this technique it, is that it combines both and it also deals with emotion. So what we're doing is that we're there, there's 90, 99% of the things we do has to do not with our conscious, but with our subconscious. All the mental programs that are running behind our conscious. And then we end up making decisions or telling somebody something because we were hurt before. Like when we were young, when we were little, and we have this fear of, of something. So we end up running the same programs. And what, what we're doing is that we are identifying the emotions that are connected, connected to the thoughts. Which are the emotions that are connected to any thought we have? So if I have a thought of uh, losing somebody, it's not just if I start repeating, I'm not going to lose him, he's fine, you know, he, et cetera, and you're pretty repeated. Well, it's going to do something, but it's not going to the core because we're not identify, identifying the emotion that is connected to that thought. The emotion, I like, I like to think it um, uh, as a glue, is the, is the glue that stick the thought. So if we release the emotion, we release the thought. And then something truly amazing happens. So that's the purpose of the technique. That's how it, it works. We identify the, the thoughts, the mental programs, and also the uh, feelings, the emotions, specifically the emotions that are connected to those programs. And we release the emotion. So when the pattern, the mental thought comes, it's almost like once I start doing it on myself, I can see literally like the thought trying to come. Okay, then the thought that I'm not enough, for example, is coming here. I can see it. I can see it. But there's no emotion. Oh, I can almost see it living. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. Thank you for coming. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's no emotion uh, that the thought can stick with. So and most of our subconscious, our mental programs, and really get fixated when we were when we are little or when we are in our teenage years and it can happen afterwards but it's very important to identify those that are there from our those first years and if you want more information i, I will be happy to share with people uh, more information about yeah that. i'll put it in the show notes so people can find out more but it would be good for them to even see what it's like so like i said that's why i said i'm happy so, for you too yeah something i want to say is that uh find your tribe and related to this topic of uh, multi-passionate life find your tribe and the coaching allow me um, to find a group of people that are that want to work on their personal development and in their spirituality. And that was so powerful. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for this technique. I'm thankful because it allowed me to, 
to meet a, a very wonderful group of coaches and women, the Esterti Global Español in Spanish, and also there's the big website in, in English. So I want to say that. Yeah, let's let's get in. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, before we do, I have to uh, I definitely agree. It's so important to find your people, your your tribe. I know there's there's a charge around that term, but you know, I, I, we both have some Indian in us, so we can say it. <laughs> But yes, finding your people is so important because if you're feeling alone in the world, it's hard to navigate this journey. So yeah. All right, let's do it. I am now the client. So in the interest of time, I edited out the 28-minute demo that she did with me so that you can hear that in isolation. So you can actually go along with the process, especially if you're a control freak like me, and I'm working on that. And so that's what she worked with me, the fear of the unknown. So that will be a separate episode. And I notice that they usually publish things, last things first. So I will put a reminder there as well if people are catching up. So we will continue with the interview at this point instead. So switching Switching gears a little bit, I wanted to ask you, because I forgot earlier, to ask um, what advice you'd give our listeners going forward when they're pursuing their dreams, whether they have multiple gifts or not. What are, what are your insights there? Even if they aren't people who are necessarily, they might have dreams, they may even be more focused, but generally speaking, sometimes people have a lot of passions that they want to pursue. What advice would you like to give them as they go forward? Yeah. Very concrete advice. Write down everything. Journaling is very, very important because you need to have a clear mind of what you want. So write down, uh, start writing how you're feeling, research your thoughts, and also a list of the things that you want to do and why you want to do them. So writing, writing, writing is very important. And you can use writing for in different ways. You can write every morning and as a, as a ritual. You can write at night about your day. So the, choose whatever is, fits you better. You can write a list of the dreams you have or the things you want to do and why you want to do them. Okay? So writing. Another part of writing, and this I learned from from Michelle, uh, uh, a wonderful friend and coach, is that once you have a cl- first a clear mind of which are those dreams, those things you want to do, or maybe you're already doing it kind of, but you, you need to be more concrete or concise or need to focus. Okay, write down a letter from the future to yourself. Telling yourself what you already accomplished. So I did it. I have this amazing building of play purpose where people come (laughs) and enjoy themselves. And it's fantastic because I have a friend I have that dream (laughs) or so many things. Um, Like I have little, big, medium dreams, whatever you want. Write them down as you already have it. Um, This is super, super important because if you write down as you already have it, and and you write that letter to yourself from your future self, imagining that that future self accomplished what she or he was looking for, and you start reading that letter, and when you write it, and when you're reading it every day, the emotion the physical reality has to match the emotion. Yes. So if you're feeling like that, well, little by little, things start happening because you are in that mental state. You're in that frequency. You start looking at like meeting people and saying, oh, I know this person can help me for this. This per- I need to contact this. You're in that vibration because in your mind and your heart, you already have that. It's already in you. Everything is already there for you. 
So meet the emotion with the with the thoughts. That's and so in that sense, writing is, is very powerful. And and uh, I when I was meditating uh, two weeks ago, sometimes you have like these aha moments or like this this wow. In uh, there was this phrase that I was thinking about, not thinking about, you know, this aha moment, as I said, is clear mind, mente clara, mente limpia, mente luminosa, is in Spanish. Clear mind, clean mind, bright mind. And bright in the sense that is full of light, your light, your, your soul. So I started repeating that and that helped me. That helped me so much. So writing, choose a mantra that helps you. It can be this one that I just shared or anything like, yeah, I'm capable or things flow for me or like really helps. Do the technique. We, I just talked about it. You can uh, contact me or, but you can also uh, identify your thoughts, your worry thoughts, those thoughts that are holding you back. And uh, release the emotion that, that you think is attached. Sometimes we think it's uh, an emotion of feeling or being fearful, but sometimes it can be guilt. And then just when you like try to go deeper in it, or, and then you're like, oh, I know, resentment. Oh, I release all resentment with I'm not good enough because somebody in second grade, you remember clearly that second grade teacher told you something that it still in your mind and you will not believe it, but it holds you from getting that business done. And it really makes a difference when you are aware. I will, the big advice for me will be awareness, awareness of your thoughts, of your emotions, of taking care of yourself, going to nature, uh, and practices like going to nature, meditating, and uh, doing exercise. Find what fits you, but also force you to, to do that. Something I was hearing today, and I need to say it, uh, that I don't talk too much about, but it's so important, is nutrition. Yes. And, and, you know, I put it aside, and I try to eat my vegetables and fruits, and yeah, I try to do my best, but I don't put it in the center of my life. And I think we need to do that more Absolutely. because the more we do that, the more our physical, emotional, spiritual body, all these bodies that we have will, will get elevated and will match whatever we're looking for. So eat consciously. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I know. And I know during this pandemic, my husband's been making some great cocktails. <laughs> we are just maybe make, drinking a little too many of those. I always feel like, all right, let me get my vegetables back. <laughs> then I always feel so much better when I eat my salads and my, my vegetables. So yeah, so that's a great reminder. Yeah, ba ba balance. Like a cocktail oh, and there is, but balance and no guilt. Just when you're super hungry, what they say we do with, with the kids, we do it with yourself that we eat your vegetables when you're super hungry. Eat all, when, sometimes you just craving for a piece of meat, but before you have anything else, be sure you eat all that you need is good and then go to the other ones. <laughs> and I wanted to rewind back to the whole writing as if it happened. It reminds me, and it's so funny, this was 2013. So how, how significant is that? I had a lot of bad luck with tenants and I was only adjuncting at the time. So the income wasn't always flowing. I was supplementing and I, I'm like, oh my gosh, that, my dwelling is empty again and I can't seem to attract these, I can't attract the tenants and I have a terrible management company. So I wrote another form to the universe. I think New Year's Eve 2012 manifesting by my birthday, uh, which is in May, the perfect tenant and I described her and all, I, it was a she and all that and everything. And it was so funny. April 30th, a lot of the things kind of came together and she has been with me since May 1st, 2013. My birthday is May 13th. And I'm like, 
my order from to the universe was fulfilled because I had the worst luck from 2002 to 2012, 10 years of this. It was crazy. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this stuff works. Some people might say it was coincidence, but I don't you believe that. <laughs> what did you do? Did you write it down? or you I did. I wrote an order form. I had an order form to the universe. I'm like, I don't deserve what I've been getting for the last 10 years. So I waited until I was in a really good mood. I probably had worked out and then the endorphins were there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to write this letter to the universe about what I want to manifest in a tenant. And, and I got her. I've had her for eight years. And, uh, so wonderful. Yeah. I, I heard this interview and I use this technique and I give advice sometimes. This area is not my area, but still I think it's a good way to see it and it's um, the topic of angels. It, I, I don't work with that with that topic too much. But and and it's okay if you believe in angels or not in angels or beings or but imagine it as a committee, that you form a committee. I had this yes. friend who was going to Peru and she didn't have anybody and she was going with kids and she was so stressed out about the whole thing. I remember, and she still remember and remind me how helpful that was. I told her, okay, assign a committee, a committee for traveling. This committee is the one that is going to support me for my uh, travel to Peru. They're going to find a place for us to leave, a good school for the kids, and uh, everything we need. Um, and she put her, she organized that committee, imagine that committee of people or of beings or that supports you or the universe. And But like a committee, that helps the mind uh, a lot to imagine a group of people. Okay, it's not just one, <laughs> like a group of people that is in charge of this trip. And it really, really helped so much because she, if you, she changed her trust, she changed her way of seeing the whole thing as she wasn't scared too much. She can visualize the whole thing and, and believe that she was supported and believe in her heart that things will be taken care of. And she will still make her list and organize everything but she trusts she trusts that things will happen for her yeah and uh, for example in my case my change of jobs i i love being a professor i was a professor in i studied in pittsburgh and i went to milwaukee wisconsin i love my job there teaching and i changed to smu in dallas and i love teaching and but it's a, it was a new experience and and now I realize how incredible it is to be here now and uh, be able to do so many things in combined to my me being a professor. And I'm going to conference and I'm writing um, articles. Uh, so it, it takes time. It's not easy, but these are things I like. And suddenly somebody calls me, hey, you want to be part of this conference? And I'm like, well, I wasn't looking for that, but actually I like that idea. And then a class, somebody that I gave um, coaching like in December for my certification calls me and tells me I need help with that. And I was saying, oh, well, I wasn't planning to coach for this month, but, uh, but I love to, to coach. So let's do it. So it's like everything starts flowing and yes. start happening in a, such a surprising way. And anything that you were expecting didn't like happen in a much more greater way i know for, for if i can share something small like i i decided to take a class about writing songs with this singer marta gomez that i like she's from colombia and she's very uh, popular in other countries and when i took this class uh it was me and a hundred people everywhere in the world 180 people and it was all people that cares about singing and writing and creating. I've never been in a group so huge and with everybody caring about creativity and in music. And it really was amazing. I never thought that taking a class like that, a course like that, would, would give me so much. And I just the fact that one day I will I write a song and sing it in the WhatsApp with 180 people. Nice. And I, 
women that lives in an island in Chile will answer and said, I love your song. I also wow. did this. What in a million, in a million years, I will never thought that I will have that kind of connection and opportunity and inspiration. Yeah. So you never know. You never yeah. know. Like I said, I'm never a year ago living on campus, being a faculty in residence, not on my radar, but it just sounds like such an awesome opportunity to just serve and use all my gifts. It's awesome. I, and like I said, even though we're, I, I had originally kind of this restless energy of what to expect, even though everybody's been so amazing in the training and so forth. And still more to learn, but yeah, I never would have expected this a year ago. So you just never know. This has been great. I know I got an appointment in six minutes, so I'm gonna now ask you to just tell people how they can get a hold of you, and um, then we can, you know, chat a little bit afterwards. Of course, I'm going to yeah. The in the information you're going to see the link for my coaching. I have a website, a, a Illuminate Way Life Coach, and you can contact me on my email. You can send me an email. Uh, and um, I have a children's book out there. I read that children's book uh, in, in Facebook for a, a nonprofit organization. So kids and children are also, I always have always loved working with kids, even though my career took me to the ground more the grown-ups <laughs> but um, i i still pursuing that because uh, so that's how that happened just by just incredible and uh, so if you're interested in things for children dad i i'm here for people because when when we did just your session right now just a minute minutes ago some people asked me well after the session, do you feel like down or it's the opposite for me? It's like I'm sharing your energy. I'm, I'm getting so much from you and it's an exchanging of energy that I, it makes me so happy. Giving and receiving. Right, sounds good. I will put all of that in the show notes and want to thank you for coming on and sharing so much wonderful, wonderful wisdom and doing that awesome SRT session on me. That was Amazing! <laughs> so. uh, such an honor. It is really an honor to be here. Thank you so, so much. Yeah. And thank you for the work you're doing. This is wonderful. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life with Carol Dixon Carr. If you'd like to continue the conversation on these topics, head on over to the free Managing Your Multi-Passionate Life Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes along with other resources. And if any of Carol's words resonate with you, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with someone you think can benefit from it. Until next time.